Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing. And that's badass wood art. Remember to use promo code CT Pocket for 20% off any one item at that's badasswoodart.com. And be sure to like and subscribe. We're super close to 3,000 subscribers. And when we get there, every one of our subscribers will be entered for a chance to win a custom skull piece by That's Badass Wood Art. Um, with the draft just a few days away, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to, you know, pound the table for our guys, the guys that we want. So we ranked five guys um, in this draft that we would be screaming at Quasi in the draft room to go get um, if there was a chance to do so. And there's no, we don't really have a, a way to go through this. So I guess I'll start with you, Ryan. We'll just start at five. We'll each do our five. You can mock each other, agree with people, whatever, whatever, whatever you feel like. But I'm going to put you on the spot first, Ryan. Who's your, sure. your number five for got to, got to get this guy if we can. Yeah. So the way I kind of did this exercise is I, I did break it down by position groups uh, in a way, um, not necessarily of importance, but just position groups. I started with linebacker um, just because Don't I think that's the same one I did. <laughs> I think it's a need. And I think that there's some linebackers in this class. That I really like, I couldn't really decide between these two. So I'm actually going to have two names here. Um, it's not my five and four. This is just my five. Um, I'd be really happy if we got <clears throat> DeMarvian Overshone or okay. Noah Sewell. Um, in the mid rounds. Um, I, I'm a big fan of both these guys. I think they both would fit this scheme really well. Um, Overshone, former safety converted to linebacker, big guy at like 6'3", but not like mass wise. I think he's only like 225 or so, uh, but he can move sideline to sideline. He's got that ability to kind of be effective in coverage, but he's also a, a pretty good blitzer. And in, in this scheme with Brian Flores, I assume we're going to be sending our linebackers semi-often yes. uh, in blitz packages, which is why I think he'd be a good fit where he does get into some trouble is in run support. He uh, once the alignment gets his hands on him. Uh, he gets uh, a little stuck sometimes, but uh, Noah Sewell similar. Uh, I think uh, he's actually probably a bit more of a better blitzer. Uh, they use him actually even on the edge as like an edge rusher at times. Uh, so he's got a little versatility there. Um, he played relatively well in, in, um, in coverage, but I think yeah. that he could be a very strong blitzer. I mean, if you're a blitzing team, he's a guy you want on your team. So at that position, I think that would have been a good fit. So I couldn't decide between the two. So I, I just said both. So Ryan's list is already at top six, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to have a top seven, by the way, just so you know. Oh my gosh. Miles, I'll be there too. Number five on your list is. Um, so number five for me is Jacorian Bennett. I've talked about him before Ooh. Um, from, from the going into the uh, senior bowl. Sorry. I'm um, pulling up his profile cause I had it and then I lost it. But um, what I really liked about Jacorian Bennett, he's not as big. He's, you know, five ten ish, super fast though, super aggressive. And he's the type of cornerback for me that I, he just, he's sticky. He likes to, he likes to get in your face, especially for a smaller guy. He's super aggressive. He's not afraid to, to, to get in the run game. He has that inside-out versatility. I kind of – you know how Vikings fans really loved um, – uh, who's the – Duke Shelley. Like, yeah. I think I, – I, obviously, I think Bennett's, Bennett's more explosive. Bennett's stockier. Um, but, like, there's that, like, mentality that I think he kind of has that's similar to, like, a Duke Shelley. And I think um, when he's at, um, at Maryland, he got, over, he got overshadowed by, you know, Deontay Banks, who, who's probably going to go, you know, pretty – in the first round. Top I'm 20, maybe. Yeah, top 20, top 25. Um, 
but I think he got kind of got overlooked because of him, but he held his own on the other side of the field and he got to do play inside and out. And so for me, you know, again, back at the senior bowl, he was a guy going in that was very like underrated and yeah. um, you just saw how explosive um, he was and you see it time and time again on film. And then when he ran, Oh, what did he, he end up running up for, um, where is it? Come on. I think it was like a four, three, one or something like that. Yes. Thank Yeah. Uh, four, three, Oh, flat. Um, okay. And so like his, his, ex, his athleticism is just insane. And so um, I just think a guy like that could be sticky. Uh, the Vikings could use a guy that has that explosion. They're looking for mm-hmm. more explosive athletes on the back end of, of the defense. And I think Brian Flores could use that inside out flexibility that kind of, kind of similar in the way that they got Byron Murphy too. I'm down for that. I like I liked Ja'Cory Bennett. Yep. Good uh, player. My number five is Washington state linebacker day. Wow. Dayan Henley, um, I think, you, you know, you kind of watch some of these players. I don't know if the Vikings, we don't have really a pick in his range. I think he probably goes early second round. Um, but he's definitely one of those guys for me that has that it factor. Um, he's a super explosive linebacker. Um, he can drop back into coverage. Um, his ability to just kind of sift through defenders and make plays in the run game stood out to me. Um you, Ryan, you talked about like the blitzing ability that Brian Flores is going to want with his linebackers, um, and obviously Overshone and I already forgot the other guy that you said Sewell. Yeah, Sewell have that ability, but I think Henley does as well. Um, and so, the only reason why I didn't pick Henley, by the way, is because I just didn't think he would be possible for us. That's the only he he is my favorite linebacker in this class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's a stud. He's gonna he's gonna crush it. I'll. I'll stand on the table right now and say he'll be a good player in the NFL. But yeah, that's that's my number uh, five. So we'll just keep going around the clock here. Ryan, who is your number four? Number four for me, and I, I did take my other cornerback off this list, and I, I so I am going <laughs> to have a total of six. Um, Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tyreek Stevenson. I think that he plays with a feisty demeanor um i think that he's sticky in coverage uh gets his hands on a lot of balls and <laughs> sounds bad um but what, what i do what i love about him too is like he, he's got that height weight up, speed guys. come on right no, uh, he's got I'll that never, height never weight speed up. uh ability right like i mean he's he's like i think six foot even um two uh, about 200 pounds ran a four four five which again isn't like crazy crazy fast but fast enough to play in this league. Um, And like I said, he just, he knows how to stay in the, the receiver's hip and, and, you know, kind of mirror him quite a bit. Um, And he is really, really good off the line. So if if you're playing any sort of press, um, press man, he's really good in that scenario. And I think that he'll be a really good prospect. I'm seeing like ranges for him in mocks that I've seen anywhere from like second round to fourth round. So yeah. I don't really know quite where he's going to be. So if we could get him in like that third round range. I'd be ecstatic. I think he's going to be a really good player. He's one of those guys. You just like tell him to, to go shadow a receiver and like, don't worry about anything else. And he's going to thrive. Like I was sad because when we watched him at the senior bowl, he was doing really, really well. And then he got hurt. Yeah. Um, and so they just, they said, all right, you're, you're done. But he was, he was a treat to watch mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Miles, who do you got number, for number four? For me, this is should come in a no surprise a wide receiver, um, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. I'm just like I'm like in that like third third round range, third fourth round range. Give me a a, a wide receiver of his abilities, and he's just so explosive. And 
I'm not saying he is Stephon Diggs, but there's a lot of similarities to their game coming out of college and how he was utilized at Michigan State. He kind of did a little bit of everything for them, especially this year with Jalen Naylor going to the Vikings last year. Um, but I just think he has that, like, inside-out versatility. He can yeah. win on the outside. He's not the biggest guy, 5'11", like 190, but um, he's explosive. He runs crisp and nuanced routes. He seems to understand um, how to get open and create separation. And the his yards after the catch and run after the catch ability is um, underrated in this draft class. And I think he's just kind of getting overlooked by some of the other explosive guys. Like, to me, if you can't get a Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison type earlier in the draft, Jane Reed is like a really good consolation prize. And I think he just has an ability to, to get open and um, catch the ball through contact too. And so I, I, I don't know. I think he's a guy that could really fit what the Vikings like to do, motion him around, move him around, pair him, pair him with KJ Osborne and, and Justin Jefferson and, and kind of let him um, feast a little bit. And Jalen Naylor too. I shouldn't forget that name, but like, yeah, um, I think, I think he could be a good fit here in, in kind of what KOC likes to do and what he looks for in a wide receiver. I actually like through all the conversations that we've had, I've never actually gone and watched Jaden Reed. Um, maybe I probably should this week before we uh, hit. You off should. The, it's draft. a treat, but actually. He's, he's fun. He's, he's awesome. Fun. Yeah. But yeah, you, I know you've been hammering the uh, or pounding the table for quite some time on. on at Jordan first, Reed, it was Michael Wilson. Jaden Reed. Then, yeah, no. But at first, it was Michael Wilson. I like Michael Wilson, but the more I like dove into Jaden Reed, it's just like he just became the guy for me. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I'll go check him out for sure. Uh, my number four is Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina. Uh, that, that that's who I that's who I was my seventh guy was Cam Smith. <laughs> well, look at we like we got it covered right. Um, a lot of the same traits that you talk about with Tyreek Stevenson, I see the same kind of stuff with Cam Smith. Just a physical, uh, you know, sticky cornerback who plays with a lot of confidence. I mean, if you want a true outside cornerback who or a true number one cornerback who can you know, shadow these receivers and have the confidence to do so. He's, he's got that. Um, I also think his, his technique is really good. He's not really being talked about. He was early in the draft process, but as time has kind of gone on, people have stopped talking about him. Um, maybe because he's out of our range. I, I could see them pulling the trigger at 23 for Cam Smith. I think he's, he is first round talent. I think he's just getting kind of pushed back, but his technique is really good. He's really patient. He's kind of like a read and read and react kind of, kind of cornerback and I I don't know I think if if you traded back on out of 23 I think in that 30 to 40 range would be a perfect perfect spot for Cam Smith so big fan um number three Ryan number three I'm guessing he's going to be on your list as well Matt but uh is Keanu Benton oh that's my number three too well, there we go. Uh, maybe we can just duel this uh, yeah. this part here. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Keanu Benton. I actually, yes. I, if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, Sports Guy Rye, I just put out my nice top plug. ten. Uh, you have nice plug, yeah. Uh, I put out my top ten uh, for each position, and surprisingly, I think to probably a lot of people, I have Keanu Benton as my number two D tackle behind um, Jalen Carter. And the oh, reason wow. why is because oh, yeah, I think, did. yeah, I, I think he provides. Um, he provides the ability not only as a pass rusher. I mean, he led like yep. the league or the, the college football and pressures from that position, but he also uh, is a really good run defender. So you have kind of a dual threat there at that D tackle position. I think you can slide him over, you know, at D end in a three, four at a nose tackle at a three tech, you know, depending on whatever you need him at, he can kind of play a little bit of everything. 
almost kind of reminds me of like, in my opinion, I think he'll be better, but like of a Dalvin Tomlinson. So, um, you know, a big fan of him. I think that he has the uh, you know ability and, and the upside to to kind of hit to be one of the better D tackles in this league. And at the at that kind of um, if he fails to meet expectations, I bet he still levels out or his his force down yeah. to Tomlinson. So I think he can you know be a really good addition to this team. I agree. I think I th- I think his floor is like a, a decent player like he he would have to really fall off i guess and, and not translate to the nfl to to be a bust in my opinion i think there's a ton of upside there that people i think they know that there's upside there they're just maybe trying to keep it on the download just so they can they can snag him um i think there's a ton of pass rush ability there he plays super violent um when he, as soon as he hits those offensive linemen you can just kind of see them them jolt back a little bit and he's quick for a big guy like he can kind of sift in and out of those offensive linemen um yeah I'm with you he's one of the first guys that I fell in love with in this draft process and through everything that we've watched on him continues to be that guy that again if you trade back I don't think he's a first round I don't think he'd go in the first round but if you trade back again he's somebody on day two um in that second round that you could definitely target when you dominate without having the amount of talent that like with the lack of talent that he had around him and you can still dominate, that says something, especially in the big 10. That's why I want to see him like, like scenario if he's here in Minnesota and you have Harrison Phillips, Daniil Hunter, Davenport, who knows what's going on with Darius. You have all those guys around him. I mean, he's just, I think he's just going to flourish. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I'll, I'll say it. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in in the running for defensive rookie of the year. Ooh, bold statement. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Miles, who do you got at three? That's how much I, Matt Matt's been talking about Benton for a while. So uh, um, is he your number he, three? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I haven't watched enough of, of Benton to. You know he's going to be all he's going to be all corners receivers. That's all he cares yeah. about. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's true. Because my next one is a corner, um, corner safety hybrid um jartavius martin Quan martin um from illinois um yeah like i like that i the one thing you'll, you'll learn about me is with cornerbacks i like i like the sticky i like the versatility i like i like guys that can play nickel i just think nickel is such a fun position and such a position that like takes a lot of technique and ability and and yeah and heads you have to be su- super smart because you have to know everything of, of like what's going on it's 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 becoming a, an even more important like role within the, a defense but also like it's an underrated one still and I think Quan Martin kind of has that really good versatility he's explosive but he's also not afraid to, to mix it up in the run game he played with a lot of talent at Illinois like the DBs in, in Illinois in general I think all I think those three guys Sidney Brown uh Quan Martin and then obviously uh Devin Witherspoon I think all those guys are going to be top like 75 picks top 100 yeah. picks um for sure like Devin Witherspoon like CB1 type but um, I don't know. I, th- I just think Quan Martin has that. Um, I really look for guys that, that like, they're not afraid. They're really good off the edge when they blitz in that nickel position, but they can also jo- drop back and, and, co- and cover deep if they have to. He kind of has that, like, he, if, if you needed to slide him out outside and play a little bit, he could probably do it and, and, and hold his own. Not, it's not probably his like primary position you'd want him to be in, but I think if you wanted him to be a primary nickel and be like a, a safety hybrid type, I think he could really feel in that type that type of role. And in Minnesota, they really need a nickel. And I think 
you know, you say third, fourth round for that guy, um, and you could get that kind of guy in that at pick eighty-seven. Let's say I'd be all about it. I think he could keep Byron Murphy on the outside, and he could be a guy that could not captain, but he could be like you know, a guy that really is a a leader within that room. I thought you were going to say Captain Munnerlin there for a second. <laughs> I do like that though. That's a solid one. Yeah, yeah. Um, since Ryan and I had the same number three, Ryan, why don't you kick us off for your number two? Uh, quarterback. Which, oh. And it's unlikely scenario. I, but was, I had to. I had to throw it out there because of the recent news. Quarterback C.J. Stroud. Um, he's the only quarterback. Obviously, Bryce Young's going to go one. So obviously, I would trade up for him too. But if if he happens to fall, I would trade up very far to get him. I'm a big believer in C.J. Stroud. I do have him ranked number one as quarterback here for uh, this draft class. I think that he possesses all the skills that you have that you need to be successful in this league. Very, very, very accurate quarterback. Tons of arm strength, plenty of arm strength. He's got the mobility to move around and make things happen. Um, and and he, granted, yes, I know he's played with some ultra talented receivers: Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Chris Olave. But you know what? There's a lot of talent at receiver in the NFL too, right? And he's going to have that ability to work with, you know, maybe Justin Jefferson, who's you know better than all those guys previously mentioned. And you know what we look for in quarterbacks or what KOC looks for in quarterbacks is guys who can be on schedule to, you know, play within his system and be very accurate and disperse the ball, you know, like uh, to where it needs to be. He's the best quarterback in this class that can do that. And then if he gets in trouble, he can improvise and he can move and get off his spot and, and still make plays both uh, through the air and on the ground. I know you didn't do a ton of that in college, but he has the ability to, as we saw in the Georgia game. So uh, big fan of him. He's the only one I'd trade up for. What would you trade up for him? Like how much, how, how much would you give up to get CJ Stroud? I don't know. I don't know. A lot. I, I again, I, I'm a big like believer. Two first I think he, and this year's first. So, so three total. First, three first. Uh, you know, that's maybe a little rich, but. Again, when you have the opportunity to get your guy, if the Vikings say that it's he's their guy, absolutely I do that just because you're not going to have an opportunity ever really to get to that, that quarterback that you want. So go get him if you have a chance to, if he's your guy. I think he's talented enough to do that, so I would do that. But um, I could, you know, if we did that for Richardson or, or Levis, I would not be happy. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I would do that, though. Yeah, two okay. first. That's the max, though. I, I couldn't do more than that. <laughs> Miles, who is your number two? And I feel like we're going to have another duplicate here. but Yeah, I mean, it's quarterbacks, too. But I'm, I'm Stroud or Richardson. Give me either one of those guys to move up for. Um, I, don't, I, I know there's speculation. I think Peter King came out and said, you know, he could, his mock draft had Richardson at 23. I, just, I don't see that. Like, again, I, Peter King's Nobody way more knows. No, exactly, though. That's the point, right? But I think if a Richardson fell far enough, I think the Vikings might move up. I just don't yeah. see a team, any team, even if they're behind the Vikings, whether it's the Vikings or behind them, or I just, just don't see a team letting him fall all the way to 23. Mm-hmm. Just like Justin Fields, the way he slid. Like, a team wasn't just going to let him just continue to fall down the board, right? Like, there's just too much upside and talent at that position um, to let him fall that far. But um, I, I'd be okay moving, like, to 10. Like I, I view 10 as like the perfect like middle ground for the Vikings to be able to move up for a reasonable price. 
Um, yep. In theory, that of, should cost like a future first and maybe like our third pick. And 87. Yeah, that's yeah, how I yeah. look at it. I look at like the, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills as like the two like shining examples of like how to move up. Like the Vikings could either look at using Daniil Hunter, Dalvin Cook, um, Zadarius Smith, one of those guys to like move up as a, like an extra trade chip to move up. Um, and then maybe they get, they move up again, who knows, but like Richardson and Stroud besides young, young's obviously the QB one, but like Richardson and Stroud, like I'd be okay moving heaven and earth essentially for like one of those two guys, just because I've said this too many times in my life, the Vikings have never done it. Yep. And those guys have the tools to be like high end level talent quarterbacks at the next level with the right coaching and right opportunity. And I think, and development. And I think, um, the Vikings give them that. And I also think that um, it just solidifies that like the Vikings want to go after a quarterback that has upside an elite trait upside too. And both those guys have not Yeah. This is when we talk about like, and by the way, CJ Stroud was my number two as well. When we talk about, you know, replicating kind of what the Kansas city chiefs did back in the day with Alex Smith, like this is almost to a T that same scenario yeah. playing out if a CJ Stroud drops to that that range. Um you get a full year to develop under Kirk Cousins, get in the building with Kevin O'Connell, and then honestly the the future has ultimate potential. Um, well it's so, set and and you have you know exactly what you needed to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it's built around, you know, that quarterback yep. and Justin Jefferson, TJ Hot like you, and the tackles, like, you know exactly what you need to build around. And I think that makes Quazy and KOC's job long-term easier. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So we're down to the final one. I know it's probably all the same position, um, but mm. Ryan? Oh, oh ma- yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. No, uh, Ra- no, it is, now that you say it. And I didn't <laughs> – and he hasn't talked about – Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Well, obviously, he's my number one guy, right? Uh, it, yeah, wide receiver I'm Marvin just, Mims. I'm just baffled you're going to put him ahead of guys like C.J. Stroud. Like, well, because I, I just I, like the likelihood of Stroud being available to us is the only reason. Stroud was my number one, sure, but, but these are your top five guys, like guys you would pound the table for. And oh yeah, Mims I pound my number one on that. Let him get it over with. Let him get it over with. Okay. Why wouldn't I pound the table for this guy? He's he. I think he has the upside to be not like the number two receiver in this class. I have him ranked number three, and and I'm not alone in this. Like, I, there's a lot of people who are big big fans of him. He's 21 years old. Uh, yeah, five, I'm a fan of him. Five eleven, 185, or you know, 183, whatever he's playing. Wait, at. what school? What school do you go to? I forget. Do you remember? I don't. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? it? It doesn't. I think it's like a Big Ten school. I'd never some, some Big Twelve school or something. But yeah, um, you know, he he's got the the speed for days. One of the faster receivers in this class. He's separation ability can stack corners like no like most people can't in this class. He's really really good. Very effective run blocker. Like I think he rank, uh, ranked number two uh, PFF best run blocker at that position something that's very important for our system and for what KOC is looking for out of his receivers. Obviously you had mentioned earlier, uh, miles about, uh, actually I think that was the last show we did, but about getting open, right. And, and being a nuanced route runner and being able to do that. Now he hasn't necessarily shown that, but I think his ability to do that is there because I've seen tape of him doing it like in workouts and stuff. Uh, but separation ability, being able to block, 
uh, and in speed for days. Great hands, phenomenal at the catch point. Contested catch rate is just fantastic. Like he's just a great player and he makes plays and he's been doing it since a freshman year of, of college. I Got mean, better every set, year. He set all the records in Texas uh, high school football, right. That are all still standing today. Like he's just a phenomenal prospect and he's young. He's 21 years old. Um, I I'm just a big fan of his. I think that he has the upside to be the, you know, one of the top two, top three best receivers in this class. And if you can get him at the late second, early third, if we trade back or trade up for him, um, I think that that's the move. I do think that when it's all said and done, let's fast forward to like November, December timeframe. We'll look back and people will be like, why did we not value Marvin Mims higher? I do think that I think will he's going to go in the second round. Yeah, I do too. I think he's going to be, He's going to be a he's he could be the steal of of the draft potentially if he lives up to his potential. Yeah. I think Miles and I have the same number 1, but I'll let you go. Do we? Uh, probably if it's receiver. Is it Jordan Addison? Yeah. Well, I ha- see I I mocked Ryan earlier because uh because he did a, a dual one and I guess I kind of did a dual one as well, but oh, I did I had Addison Hammer. and Flowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could get down with that too. I, 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 for me, it's Jordan Addison. He's my wide receiver too, um, and I, I haven't wavered off that. I know there's been like fluctuation for some people, but um, for me, Addison's just that like he's got so much nuance, and I think he knows his ability to get open. Um, he's been an alpha. He's been a guy that you know, similar to Marvin Mims, he's been doing it since his freshman year. Um, he's been doing it with talent, but he's also been doing it with with lesser talent as well. Um, to play next to him or with him. Um, I think um, going to USC was a good move for him just to like continue that progression um, yeah. with the talented offense. But the one thing it, he, he ended up playing around more talented receivers. So of course, you know, you don't get as many opportunities um, and they blew out teams. Like they were killing some of the lesser teams that they played. Um, but I just think his ability to like, to literally create separation from anybody um, I know he's a little slim, more slim, like he's 175, but I mean, he could be 180, 185 and, and be just fine. Like I see when I watch Jordan Addison, like if you were to come to the Minnesota Vikings, I'd see him being like a Robert Woods type. I think I've said that before. Like you move him around the formation. I think this offense looks for guys that can, that can move around. I, he's not afraid to mix it up in the, in the run game. I'm not saying he's like a great blocker, but he can do it. Yeah. Um, I think he could be that guy that you motion him around, get him jet sweeps, but he's also going to create separation and get open on his own. He doesn't need to just be schemed open. He knows how to get open on his own as well. Um, of course, there's going to be probably issues like most young receivers with press coverage and all that stuff. But I think I think he has the skills and ability to overcome those things um, and to like grow within it. And so um, he's just a guy I think could be a really good fit in this offense. And um, yeah, I, like I said, like Robert Woods type, Deontay Johnson was another comp I had for him. I just think he... He has that like. He's I've not... seen Adam Thielen as a comp, is, and it might it might just be because of the route running ability. I see. I see Deontay Johnson, but significantly better hands. Like significantly yeah, better yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Addison doesn't drop the ball like Johnson does. Yeah, I, I he's not as big. He's not as big and physical as Thielen, so I can't really yeah. say that. Um, the route running, like I think there's some route running like nuance there that's probably like you could say is similar, but um, I think Addison's more twitchy. Than Thielen, um, yeah. and I, I think, I think he, he's not as explosive. I don't think, 
but he's more explosive than what his testing numbers, at least on film. Than what his well, he's got that short come. area quickness. So within yeah. those five, five yards, he's like. That's who's winning up the line. He's, he's beating up the line and he's beating up at, at the top of his stem. And yep. I think it's hard to beat. And I, that's going to translate to the next level. And so he's the type of guy like, yeah, Matt, like he, he's your guy too. So if you want to keep going. I mean, you've pretty much covered everything about him. I think when you look about when you look at that that route running ability that he does have in that short area quickness, um, he's going to complement Justin Jefferson so well, and this just this entire offense. If if the mm-hmm. Vikings were to go get him, um, I do feel similar similarly about Zay Flowers. Um, I so love, I, would I be, love Zay Flowers too. By the way, I'd yeah. be fine with either of those two. Um, but uh, different I, I type trust. of receivers, though, right? Like. Sure. Flowers, he, Zay Flowers is more of a deep threat, I would say. A true explosive receiver yes. in every sense of the word, right? With the yeah. ball in his hands and everything. And that's not to say Addison isn't explosive, but it, it's just a different style. Yeah. Yeah. Addison's going to beat you underneath. Um, and he, he can go deep, but I don't think that's his strong suit by any means. Um, but while, while Jefferson's stretching the field, while TJ Hawkinson's maybe even stretching the field, Addison will burn you underneath. And, and so I think, and he's got the run after the catchability as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think he'll he'll fit well. Um, if we came away with either of those two on on day one, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad in, in at, at the, in the slightest. So Same. Um, that's a good that's a good list of guys there. Um, if we're lucky to get even one of those on draft night uh, from any one of our lists, I will be super happy. Um, for the fans and audience listening, drop your top five in the comments below. Um, we'll do our best to go in and, and comment on them and, and and give you some of the thoughts that we have, but we would love to hear what you think. So until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings. Mm-hmm.